That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, God, it's a toad, son. Huh? It's a f***ing toad, dude. Let's go. I wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow, feel like it's going to be a bad day. What is going on, OneCast fans? Welcome to Fishing Friday Live. This is also going to be episode 55, because just Trey and I, we were being lazy this week, so we figured we would talk to our our uh, listeners that come on our lives, and uh, we would talk about uh, you know stuff going on in the industry. Uh, I know I put a big description on, if you saw it on Facebook and stuff, and honestly, I don't remember what I put on there, so um, we'll, we'll do our best, but... Uh, before we jump into that, I want to make sure we talk about our, uh, you know, our partners that allow us to do this. We'll do this every week, bring you shows, bring you lives, uh, continue to, you know, come to you with different content. Uh, so make sure you head over to onecastfishing.com. Use the code the onecast. Check out their line of snagless jigs, long neck hooks, and weedless neds. Uh, get loaded up, soft plastics. It's also show season, so uh, I know some of you hit me up said you were going to be in uh, richmond tomorrow so looking forward to seeing you there i will be there trey will not uh and ben's up there uh with one cast fishing all week so uh the one cast me is going to join him tomorrow uh and then next weekend uh one cast fishing and one person of the one cast will be over in knoxville for that show with ben over there trey and i will be at angler's choice open house in martinsville right martinsville virginia I couldn't remember if it was Martinsville or Martinsdale or whatever. So we'll be up there in Virginia at that Angler's Choice open house. Uh, we're going to record a show up there with some of those folks that are there. And uh, you, t- you see you tears snuggling around that little here or not. You know it. Um, so we're looking forward to going up there. Uh, speaking of being snuggling around the heater, Carolina Waters. If you're looking for performance gear to keep you cool in the summer, protect you from the sun, uh, you know, we, we take a risk out there on the water as much time as we spend as anglers. Whether we're in a boat, on on the bank, however you do it, uh, sun exposure is a big deal. That's why when you see us in photos, Trey and I, we always have gloves on. You'll see us with face shields. Uh, you know, performance, long sleeve shirts and things like that are important. Uh, so make sure you check out Carolina Waters. They have all that performance gear you could need, UPF shirts, uh, looking at coming out with some other stuff i can't really talk about and right now it's cold and they got the new performance hoodies in uh they are awesome they're super comfortable uh the sleeves are right uh they fit good um so i don't know i don't know about you trey but for me um i'm just going to talk a minute on, on those new hoodies like this is a good one a lot of hoodie companies make it where the hood the sleeves are so long they're down over your hands if you're trying to fish in a performance hoodie that thing's riding down over your hands and it's a pain in the butt so uh, you don't get that with the Carolina Waters ones. If you want to check those out and get you some, get you some sweet hats. Um, I didn't wear one of the new hoodies tonight because uh, I'm terrible at marketing. Uh, so uh, <laughs> check those out, though. Um, I, I have them in some other podcasts, so go back and look at those. Uh, head to carolinawatersnc.com. Use the code the OneCast uh, in order to use some of that performance gear. The season's coming, so now's the time to load up. That's right. And, you know, you talked about, you know, OneCast fishing. Get your snaggles jigs. Get all your tackle load it up go head on over to onecastfishing.com get our apparel help support the show pete talked about protecting yourself and let's talk about owning your piece of uh your your little slice of paradise so if you guys are in the market looking for properties in the country or anything like that head on over to uh or or contact eric schwinn at 936-494-9686 or email him at e schwind at mossyoakproperties.com that's e S-C-H-W-I-N-D at MossyOakProperties.com. He is your broker here in the Sand Hills area. He's going to help hook you up and find you that perfect piece of paradise, whether or not you're looking for just natural landscapes, rolling hills, waterways, wildlife. If you're an outdoorsman or if you just want to own your little piece of paradise, hit him up. That's Eric Schwinn or Eschwind at MossyOakProperties.com. He's going to hook you guys up. And I know Pete's going to be in the market here real soon to get his little uh, slice of paradise. So yeah. Yeah. Going to be uh, going to be getting set up down here, relocating permanently to North Carolina for anybody that doesn't know that's been a temporary deal for me, uh, but it's temporarily been five years. So it's time to permanently yeah. make a decision and, and plant roots. Not that they aren't already planted. Uh, you know, my, our lives have kind of swung here with friends and everything we have down here. So looking forward to, and not looking forward to the the house hunt because <laughs> it's never fun, but Eric will make it easy if you're looking for land, homes, businesses, whatever. Um, so let's see, we got a bunch of comments already. Uh, I saw how said he saw we're around the heater. How got to be in the studio. If you haven't listened to his episode, 
uh, make sure you check that out. But yeah, we have one little heater in our in our little podcast room, and Trey and I, uh, as well as Doc, who's my black lab. That's right, because uh, he's staying with Trey for a couple of days. Is uh, he snuggled in here around the heater too? So uh, we're making sure we stay warm. Uh, Andrew Pullman Fishing says, "What's up, guys?" Or "Hey, guys!" Uh, from over on YouTube. Um, we've got Paul Heels with uh, Bass and Brews podcast. What up, Paul? What up, Paul? Glad to see you on. He said he called us ballers. Uh, James and Speck said, "Trey." Get to work. Get, Trey, to, get work. to work. All right. Sounds Glad good. <laughs> Paul, we know you're camping, but you're you're kind of like a masochist, man. I, I see your cold weather camping. And Jonathan Williams says watching on the tube. So, Jonathan, appreciate you uh, jumping in. Let's jump into stuff going on in fishing real quick. There has been kind of a big, big week um, <laughs> with some tournament stuff going on and disqualification. So there were two, and I didn't pull the information up. You can go find it. It's all over the place. It was big news yesterday. Uh, the MLF college championships took place. Uh, two of the teams that were in the top 10 uh, were disqualified. You're talking about the ABA solo. No, this is the oh, college. Okay. Yeah, this is the college. So two of the teams that were in the top 10 were disqualified. And uh, for a rules violation, that rules violation was they had too many hooks in their A-rig. So yep. I believe Florida is three hooks. Um, uh, You can have as many baits as you want, but only three hooks. Uh, they were running a traditional A rig, which is five baits, five hooks. Uh, somebody, you know, they had video of it and it got out there. So they DQ'd them. They lost all of their weight from the the two days. Unfortunately, that bumped one of them out of the the uh, MLF championship. That's right. Um, because that part of that winning that is an invitation. So unfortunate for them, they got bumped. But it let somebody else move up in there. And then it was Aiden College. It's uh, Adrian, Adrian College out of uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, the Bulldogs. And uh, it was their first time ever went in the mlf championship for the at the collegiate level so yeah congratulations yeah. to those guys yeah heck yeah and then also in florida the aba the new solo series that's right yep uh coming out they had uh five or ten teams i just read it and i already forget that's terrible i know uh, but they had multiple teams get disqualified for a rules violation and trey and i have been talking about this uh since since we saw the news and it's just important to read the rules and whatever tournament trail you are fishing or be safe um you always need to run a uh, you always need to run a life jacket when you're running. I recommend it all the time. Um, it's very very important to check the rules of the club or the tournament se series you're ruling. Uh, unfortunately, if a b bunch of teams got DQ'd down there with that ABA, the ABA changed the rule this year uh, to any time the big motor is running. So that's similar to BASS once you get. I think all the BSS tournaments are like that. As soon as you crank the big motor, you better have your life jacket on. Uh, the ABA changed and, and adopted that rule this year, and uh, multiple teams violated it on day one of practice. Uh, so those teams are disqualified from that event for that. Um, so like Andrew said here, yeah, tough lesson to learn. You have to learn the rules in the sport. Each organization has their own little intricacies. Uh, clubs are different sometimes from big organizations. So uh, whoever you fish with, whatever you fish with, make sure you check those rules because – you hate to uh, you hate to get a DQ over something simple like that. But I'll tell you what, I give them a lot of credit for. You're right, Cody. It's not a terrible habit to make anyway. Yeah, it's it's. Pete and I were just talking about that because we're fishing a circuit this year together, and like we haven't read their full rules. But when in doubt, just wear your PFD, you know, and and make sure your kill switch is attached. It's safety, safety, safety. And I give the organizations that enforce the rules a lot of credit because we talked about that earlier on. Is like. If you're going to have the rule, enforce it. That way you can set the standard and they learn from it. Hopefully one time never happens again, you know? So, and they're liable for a lot of English safety as well. So, I mean, um, but yeah, I give them a lot of credit. Jonathan said I was at Raleigh show with ball sacks line. Saw y'all Saturday, but y'all were busy talking or I would have stopped and said, yeah, man, I, we got a bunch of notes like that. And I hate that it was like that, but it was good because it was super busy. We got to, we got to meet a bunch of people. Uh, we got to network with a bunch of companies. We got some cool guests lined up and, and stuff to talk about. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, over on Instagram, uh, Echo Baits. If you guys haven't checked them out, they got some really cool stuff coming. Mm -hmm. uh, I got, hey, guys, this is Laura with Echo Bait Company. Uh, met your wife at ICAST. That's my wife, Chelsea, who's been on the show. Uh, and now I'm a fan of your show. Good job. Thank you, Laura. We're looking forward to what you all have coming down the pipe. I know you are you haven't released everything. You got some stuff that's uh, – waiting on patents and, and things like that, but some really cool stuff that Echo Baits has out there. We talked about them when we did our, our iCast uh, recap, stuff we were excited to see. Uh, we had Chelsea come on and do that because she she was lucky to be there. We couldn't make it last year. 
Um, so she gave a recap, and that was one of the things she was super excited about. So um, we'll, we're going to get something lined up. I want to get them on to talk about it, but kind of waiting until um, – kind. yeah, we did, Austin. Uh, I think that's Austin that said that, the Ben Milliken Mississippi Slammer. Uh, uh, we did just miss it. We did just miss it. I was I was a minute late to, to scoop that bait up. But uh, anyway, I want to get the Echo Baits folks on because they have, uh, you know, kind of a revolutionary uh, design on, on some baits that they've come out with to help you uh, maximize forward-facing sonar. I know that's kind of like there's Doc coming over to say hi to Trey. He's going to try to trip the wires up and pull yeah, the show he's off try the air. to pull stuff and <laughs> he crawls under the table and tries to unplug things. You know, uh, Laura from Echo Baits, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for the compliment. And for everybody in the crowd, like we've been getting um, some really positive reviews uh, for the show and stuff on uh, Podbean and Spotify and Apple Tunes and stuff. So if you haven't went on there, please go on there. If you listen not only to the Fish and Friday Lives, but if you go and listen to it on the uh, the media platforms, you know, leave us a review that really helps out the algorithm, really helps out boost, uh, you know, the visibility of the show. So anybody who's already left a, uh, a review, we really appreciate you guys. And if you haven't, please go do so. It doesn't cost you anything and it really helps us out. So it helps us. And uh, Wednesday, there's going to be an announcement. And part of that is going to involve leaving reviews. So you can That's get right. ahead of the crowd. Uh, if you go leave a review, we, we got a couple little special boxes and bags and maybe things that are about seven foot four that, you know, may entice you to do that. It, so. might, it might entice you. So we've been talking about the giveaway. It's coming. Uh, we're finally going to we're finally going to lay that out next week. So um, we're going to record it, put it in the episode uh, and let everybody know how they can jump in on that. And then again, we'll talk about it on Fishing Friday live next week. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to that. So that was kind of the two big things in the industry. Well, three, you know, the disqualifications, the, um, the winning the college national championship on the MLF side. Uh, so exciting for those kids, uh, you know, and, and some of those anglers down there that got, uh, got disqualified in the ABA were, were guys that have been around guys and gals have been around for a while that, that, uh, have fished big tournaments, uh, call them a pro if you want to. Uh, and they just they missed that rule change. So super important to check that again. And again, always wear your PFD. I mean, uh, Jordan Lake, I think last year the final count was not nine, nine fatalities, yeah, drowning. So, yep. And every single one of those were preventable had folks been wearing a PFD. So mm-hmm. uh, just wear it, especially in the cold months. I have a terrible habit when it's cold of taking it off. And that's really you need it all the time. But that's a terrible, really terrible time to take it off yeah. is when it's cold. Uh, cold water immersion is no joke. Uh, and it'll kill you in a hurry no matter how big and bad you think you are. So wear your PFD. I preach it every time there's a fatality in the around the industry or anywhere in fishing that I get. I share that out uh, and wear what you can afford. It doesn't matter if it's a, the they're, they're sniffing cords, probably going to knock camera over. Um, it doesn't matter if it's a $10, you know, yellow or orange, whatever they are, Walmart life jacket, or if it's a... Uh, if it's one of the super expensive inflatable Mustangs, just make yeah. sure you wear something that's certified and, and really it's going to, you know, ensure you come home to your family safe. Oh man. We oh. doc, hold on. <laughs> good night. This dog's about to drive me nuts. Lay down. Good boy. Here. Good boy. Lay down. Down. Good boy. He about unplugged the dang computer right there. Uh, he's just in here wandering around. So let's talk. Uh, so, um, so, First of all, that had to be Mike that said that. What's up, bro and Trey? Is that Mike? Probably. Yeah, it's got to be Mike. So, Mike, congratulations on crushing them down there in Florida. I think that's Mike. Um, but but if you guys haven't been out fishing, and I know the weather kind of sucks, especially here in North Carolina, um, but right now is a really good time to go catch a giant. Uh you know, last weekend, um, I was fortunate enough to catch a seven pounder. I know Mike was down fit pre-fishing for a tournament. He caught one that was seven, seven, seven. So you should definitely play the lottery, Mike. Um, but don't let this, uh, nasty weather deter you. And and for those of you who are up, up North, you know, I feel bad. You guys are probably iced over and stuff, but, um, you know, head on down here in North Carolina and jump in the boat and we'll go try to chase some big ones around. So yeah. That yeah. was Mike. So it was Mike. So and that yeah. was that was Aaron Little that pointed out that we missed the Millican MS Slammer. Aaron, it was good to spend some time and hang out with you. Uh, it was cool, you know, cool to spend a little bit of time. Hopefully, uh, you know, you got over there to JC's Marine and they can get you get your boat up and get you out on the water. Yeah. 
Dave Fuchs said New Jersey just started in November to March uh, mandatory PFD when using the trolling motor. Now that's, I mean, you hate that the state has to step in and make it mandatory. You would think that us as adults would, uh, would make the right decision. Um, but we don't always. And I, like I said, I I'm bad about it. Even this time of year, it's just for me, I jump off the motor. I pop my vest off and I go up and I go fishing. Uh, and I know better because I've, you know, I worked in public safety. I, I saw what happens when, when somebody goes in the cold water and, and made those notifications. And I don't want anybody to have to do it for my family. So this year I have not been on the water yet in 2024. No, he hasn't. It's not worked out for me yet. <laughs> I've had, had too much going on. Uh, but as soon as I do, I, I, I am 100% leaving that on uh, while, while I fish because it's just, it's not worth it. It's too easy. Uh, Andrew said the big bass are biting here in Florida. Uh, picks on social media, every lake or big sacks. Yeah. So you guys, your guys' fish are getting ready to spawn in certain areas and they are full of eggs and they fed up and they're, they're ready to rock and roll. So you guys can catch some, some true giants. And that's, that's pretty much the case all up the uh, East coast until you probably hit that, like, I don't know, Northern Virginia area. But uh, yeah, it's time to get out there and, and do some fishing. And uh, the best thing you can do when your buddy can't fish is send him a bunch of your fishing pictures while he's at work. Yeah. And then make him really, really mad that he's at work. <laughs> I told Mike Jones how much I hate him today. About 46 tomorrow. Heck yeah, man. That's that's a good draw. That was Mike, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's yeah. fishing the derby tomorrow. So yeah, Jared, it was good to see you. I Terry, I know that was you says you wear your life jacket all day long because you do. It doesn't matter when you do a great job of keeping yours on. Uh, and that was Aaron that said Casey's looking at his boat right now. So cool, man. Hopefully it's uh something quick and easy and not yep. super expensive uh, you know boats stand for break out another thousand so take a homie fishing is a 12th month proposition absolutely <laughs> that's right hey listen man like what you know me and pete we're all about taking people fishing and uh you know we're we're fortunately this year not going to fish as many tournaments as we did last year uh and our tournament season ends in june uh at least on the one circuit that we're fishing and then your club fishes a little bit more but that's kind of the goal this year is uh, fish, fish our circuit and then really just dive into fun fishing and do a lot of recording and, and game footage and stuff like that. So, yeah, we uh, want to we want to put more content together for, for everybody that follows and watches yeah. and listens and all that stuff. And it's hard to do that in a tournament. You, you get ultra focused uh, on the task at hand, which mm -hmm. is fishing that tournament. So, yep. So the show. uh what's who's that I've, I've taken trey but pete hasn't been on the boat yet that was mike that was mike yeah don't worry mike he'll be coming down there, down there shortly down there in florida here in a couple weeks so uh for those of you who stopped by at the raleigh show and you guys made comments like really appreciate you guys swinging by whether or not you saw us at one cast fishing booth or you saw us at carolina waters but i want to talk about a pretty cool thing that uh, uh one thing that was pretty cool that we got uh that our good buddy Larry dropped off to us. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're standing over at uh, Carolina Waters, and like Pete said, go to carolinawatersnc.com and, and check out their apparel. But we were over there working with those guys, and uh, Ben comes over and grabs us and says, hey, I got a surprise for you. And we're like, what is it? He's like, just come on over to the booth. Well, lo and behold, our good friend Larry, Larry Reed, Larry Reed. Yep, is uh, standing there, and he works for, um, for Academy. Uh, and, uh, he decides to hook me up with this shirt right here. And, uh, it was pretty cool because listen, a lot of people are like, Oh, you don't like Jacob Wheeler. That is not true. Jacob Wheeler just reminds me of somebody, but he hooked me, hooked us up with a Jacob Wheeler autograph shirt. That was pretty cool, man. I just want to give Larry a huge shout out. And the coolest part about that was the following day, Larry and I were able to go out, do some fishing the next day, catch a bunch of two pound crappie and, uh, he was able to take that home to grandma and have her cook them up and stuff like that. And that's, that's, you know, we've been talking about these shows, you know, whether or not it's in Martinsville, Virginia or in Knoxville at the classic last year or whatever, it's a great opportunity to meet people and just network yeah. and develop friendships. Um, and we saw a lot of good people that we've either had on the show or that we've, you know, conversed with in the past. And so we really appreciate all those continuing friendships and, uh, Thank you, Larry, for dropping that autograph T-shirt off. We're Thanks, everybody, man. It, it's super humbling to have you know folks come up to you and 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 appreciate the work. You know, it, it's it's a lot of work. This isn't like I, I don't know people. I think I probably had the impression that like oh, 
they just sit down and record and they, like for other podcasts, but there's a lot of work and, and you gotta, you gotta do self-promotion and you gotta push that stuff out there. So, uh, to have folks come up and, and, you know, say how much they appreciate the show and they like the content and to keep going, uh, it's going to keep us going. So we're going to, we're going to keep going as long as we can, can do it. Cause it's a ton of fun. And like Trey said, we want to try to diversify into some, some different content this year and do a little bit more on the water. Mm-hmm. Um, if you head to my, uh, youtube channel uh there's a there's a video up there train i did a simulated tournament a lot of folks asked about thought process and stuff in a tournament day so we went out and recorded a, a tournament day we weighed our fish um and then uh, we came in here in each segment we broke down thought processes our thought processes i'm not saying they're right they're they're probably completely wrong um because <laughs> i was the one that was making decisions running the boat so i'm sure they weren't the right ones but we ended up with a pretty good day but it if you're interested in something like that, you can just search Pete Shandrick Fishing on YouTube. Uh, Trey and I have the video on there of us doing it that day. But we're looking to do more stuff like that mm-hmm. um, because there's, uh, you know, I like to think we're, we're pretty decent anglers and and uh, we want to share, you know, our way of doing things with folks because you learn something from everybody. Not everybody does things the same way. And that's that's what's really cool about fishing is is everybody has little intricacies, the way they, they do baits. Uh, you know, it might be a color thing um train and i were throwing completely different colors that yeah. day and we were both whacking fish but they were colors we were both confident in mm-hmm. uh, and it just goes to show that sometimes color does matter but you being confident in the bait that you're fishing is is equally important so and retying and retying yeah <laughs> i learned that lesson twice in that one well, just once in that video the other one yeah. wasn't a retie uh, you get to see me punch myself right in the face uh, towards <laughs> the end of the video i had a uh, using the old fairy wand uh, throwing a, a uh, wacky rig and had one get me wrapped around a cypress knee and I tried to horse it off there and it broke and whap right in, right in the face. So. <laughs> and I didn't cuss. I think there was no. only two swear words in that whole video. Yeah, I think they were both was, from me. No, I know I had the first one. <laughs> so it was, uh, I know you got the confidence in the willow vibe, Mike. I know that was you. you. You'd be whacking them on that thing all over the country. So Listen, if you don't know what a willow vibe is, just go ahead and, and search it on the internet. It's uh, it's a Z-Man product. Yeah, it's a pretty unassuming bait. Um, and I have bought a whole bunch of them, but a lot of times I'll cut the blade off to use them as like a vertic- vertical jigging, uh, vertical jig head or something like that, or throw them on um, uh, you know, paddle tail swim baits and stuff. But Mike Johns has a different approach to using them and that's how we caught his 777 the other day mike said he owns them all i highly doubt that he doesn't own them all off tackle warehouse he bought every single one they had cody what'd you say he said do it live my boat is set up so i can live stream about anywhere on harris and parts of jordan that's awesome man yeah i know there there's definitely some connectivity issues on certain parts of those places so um, I get terrible service on Harris, but Jordan, I could I could go live about anywhere. Yeah, All we've right. talked about doing it because GoPro has that you can go. Live we did. We GoPro. we went live one time, I think, from the lake. But we did. So, so I talked about the the Jacob Reeler autograph shirt. Thank you, Larry Reed. That's going to hang out in the studio. We really appreciate that. The second thing that was really cool too is, uh, like I said, we we saw a lot of people that we've had on the show, and and a lot of people that we haven't. But somebody that we did have on the show that was probably one of the most interesting uh, conversations that we had was with the uh, the two bald biologists, right? So better fishing with two bald biologists, uh, Corey Oakley and his partner. Uh, they were there at the Raleigh Fishing Show, and they were the ones that really uh, Corey really broke down, you know, conservation efforts, um, health of our fisheries. Uh, we talked about in a couple episodes ago about them removing the slot limit on Harris. Yeah. Um, but Corey hooked us up with some shirts, some UPF shirts, uh, and we really appreciate that and a couple packs of baits. So this was another cool gift. Um, and this was uh, a collaboration with Carolina waters. So Carolina waters, nc.com. So thank you, Corey. Show the back. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The back is awesome. If you haven't checked out if you're North Carolina or anywhere, they talk, they just talk fishing, the two bald biologist podcast. That's their logo. And they, they hooked us up with a couple of those shirts. They are really cool. So yep, you'll see that on the water this year for sure. That'll get added into the rotation. Oh, yeah. Um, but the show in general was really good. I mean, there was it was busy. There was a lot of folks there. We got to meet a lot of people, a lot of cool products. Um, I managed to not spend too much money. Which yeah, but you weird. spent some and I spent oh, some. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to spend a little, you know. Like, uh, 
but it was good. We're going to have a really, a really good series coming up with uh, Dale Black, uh, who owns uh, Gamma Fishing Line, uh, where we're going to go into everything about line from mono to fluoro to braid, uh, benefits, uh, you know, the negatives, um, what's important, what to look for, and why pound test needs to go away. And if you don't know why, he's going to go into that. And it's a, it's a thousand percent a crutch that a lot of anglers use. Uh, and they're actually hurting themselves when you're just strictly looking at uh, like pound tests and things like that. So um, we're, uh, we're super excited about doing that one. I got to get scheduling and stuff tied down with him, but that'll be, that'll probably be a three part uh, podcast deal. So that if you have questions about line, make sure you join our group. I'm going to post that ahead of time uh, so we can make sure we ask those questions. Um, let's see, Cody, what was favorite product from the show you hadn't seen before? Actually, it wasn't, it wasn't even something that I hadn't seen before. Uh, for me, I've seen them before. I just never really looked at them. Um, and it was Carolina crankbait company and their, uh, go yeah, he's going to go grab some cause Trey, Trey bought some too. Uh, they're custom kind of crankbaits, um, custom built, custom painted, uh, balsa, just really, really good looking baits. Um, and they're super cool. If we break up here, my dog just tripped over the thing in lesson learned. Do not bring your dog to the studio. Uh, but they're really cool, really cool bait. So I've, I've seen them before, uh, but I'd never really, I'd never really actually looked at them just because usually it shows we're so dang busy. Uh, it's tough to tough to get time, but that's one little square bill, a little fat, flat sided body. going to have a really, really, you unique wobble probably it's really tight because of the bill shape and everything uh gonna deflect really well here's another one a little bit different color still kind of a natural shatty or is that a blue gill? that's a gill one yeah that's a good one i got one of them bad boys there so that was for me cody uh spending time looking at that stuff and they had a couple of their their builders there i got to talk to one of them um that was that was the coolest thing that i spent time kind of checking out um so that was for me trey I don't. I think I might know what you're gonna say, but I don't know for sure. So what would you? I don't think? know if I want to say it. Yeah, but I, but I may. I don't know. It's kind of like if it works really good, that's some secret juice. So I'll, I'll just <laughs> say this: there's a crankbait on the market right now that. So back in the day, they used to have a crankbait that was what they would consider. They were like they called it like gel infused but they're not gel infused. They were actually infused with like antifreeze. I don't really know how you got away with that. Uh, but they did, um, uh, but that business is, uh, no longer, uh, functioning anymore. I don't know where a ladybug came from, but it just jumped on me. But anyways, um, so they used to have a crankbait that would sink all the way down to the bottom. Uh, but you know, in the summer months, they found that that crankbait, the antifreeze would dry up in it and stuff. So there's a new bait that's on the market that sinks all the way down to the bottom. And you can work this crankbait almost like you would like a shaky head or a jig. And depending on the situation, like it could be a very deadly crankbait to use. Uh, I don't have any on me right now, but it was really cool to see how guys are are coming up with, uh, you know, different ideas for yeah. baits that aren't like traditional use and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I bought five of them yeah i, I mean it's like they had a deal so yeah i'm gonna you know i'm gonna give them a try if they're if they're good and they work well i'm i'll gladly throw the name and stuff out there but it is still kind of like uh the only thing we've seen is the guy that developed them and and showed it in the tank and it looks cool yeah but I, they're kind of expensive because they are sort of on that custom built uh thing and i don't want to throw it out there in the world and have yeah i have no idea if they work at all and then it, it'd be junk so we'll test them here and if it's if it's an awesome bait uh, we'll definitely share it with you while we're talking about baits. Let's talk about some new release baits that we're excited for. And I'll tell you what I am super excited for is that jerk bait Berkeley is releasing with the upside down bill that the sinks credge. the credge, which is jerk backwards. And you can get your bait. hands on it now. Yeah. It, well, it's pre-order. So they haven't mass produced it yet. You can pre-order it. Um, you must be talking the big nasty. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so we're, uh, I'm excited to fish that because I think it's it's uh, it's something that's going to be very different. Um, he said I got eight. Of them. Who is that? I'm waiting for it to update. Um, it's something that's going to be different. It's going to be a. It was Terry. I figured it was you, Terry. Uh, it was. Um, it's just going to be a different presentation. What what really sold me was they were showing working it around uh, 
docks or I'm right out around brush piles. Terry got me all, I was like, man, I didn't see too many people over there. Um, so with the way it falls backwards and it has that bill, you can throw it past a brush pile and you can work it like a jerk bait over that brush pile and then pause it. It's going to fall back into it. Yeah. And I just think it's a, it's, it's a presentation that the fish haven't seen. Uh, and it's probably going to be a really good bait. No, you're good, Terry. I'm just busting your chop. <laughs> um, it's a it's a really unique presentation, something the fish haven't seen a bunch of. Uh, and I, I'm excited. I'm not going to go out of my way to get one, but when they're in a store somewhere, I'll probably yeah. pick one up. I really think it's going to be killer uh, for us on spotted bass. I think the spotted bass are yeah. going to demolish that thing. So I think it'll be really good on spotted bass, but I also think it'll be really good for schooling uh bass too and if if you guys have a lot of experience yeah. with fishing big schools you know exactly what i'm talking about when you cast in there it's hard unless they're all four or five pound class fish it's hard to get the big fish because you're typically getting picked off by the two pounders excuse me uh the two pounders or whatever which hey i'm not shy with a two pounder i'll bring it back to the scales if that's what i got but um I think this one's going to be cool because, you know, those big fat female fish that are laying on the bottom that are lazy and they don't want to chase shad up to the surface, this credge might help you pick off some of those fish. However, I think it sinks one foot per, I don't know what they say, one foot per couple seconds or something like that. It's pretty, I thought it was a foot a second. Or a foot a second. Yeah, a foot a second. So, you might be able to pick off some of those big ones, but it your schooling bass. Like you know, the biggest thing with that is getting through the dang little ones to get to the big ones. That's why typically the biggest fish in a school you're going to catch on the first cast or second cast. You're going to catch it pretty quick, mm-hmm. and it's usually going to be on like a flutter spoon uh, or a deep diving crankbait, something that you, that the smaller fish aren't necessarily going to key on. Not that you're not going to catch them on a drop shot or a shaky head, or, right? or, you know, a wobble head or, or any of those other, you know, Carolina rigs, those more traditional baits. Um, but for me, at least traditionally with those big, it's one to one and a half feet a second. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty so, yeah, fast sink pretty rate. pretty fast sink rate. So yeah. it may get down through those schoolers, but it's also a smaller profile. So those little, those little 16 inch or Sharon Harris bass are going to demolish that yeah. thing. I have but I will tell you, like, you know, there's times when big fish will be, in their own little part of yeah. you know offset from a school maybe hanging out a little bit deeper water whatever the case may be trying to get a little bit more oxygen and so if if you are scoping them or you know where they're at hey you can bypass those smaller fish and so and the other thing about baits man like and we we need to do a whole episode on this but like as baits continue to advance and get you know different and more forward facing sonar applicable um, I'm almost tempted to, well, I've already done it, but like start bringing some of the OG stuff back into play because, you know, a lot of that old school stuff, a lot of people aren't thrown anymore. You know what I mean? Not, I mean, not so much around here, but probably in some of these other lakes, everyone's so keen in on the new baits, but man, don't, don't put it past a good old Texas rig. It's still going to catch a fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't yeah. put it past a jitterbug. I told Mike, he needs to throw a jitterbug when he's down there just to do it. You know what I mean? So it just depends, but uh, you can modify baits so many different ways. And I think that the biggest thing why you don't see people throw those old baits as much as they did is they're just not as efficient. As they're not newer baits. Um, so you, you'll still get bites on them. Now a Texas rig is going to be efficient forever. You can fish yeah. it as fast or slow as you want, but yeah, the, like the jitterbug is is not the most efficient you just, water bait. You just got to replace those hooks, uh, man. <laughs> not just that, but like you can't really fish it around cover. Uh, you have to be, you know, it's not going to, def- you can't throw it into a laydown. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's a little bit more limited in the areas you can fish. And I think that's why you see, you don't see it used as much. But like Trey said, don't, you don't want to shy away from them. Yeah. Um, but it's also not the most efficient thing in the world. Big ledge style spinner baits, those are going to make comeback. Big baits are going to be a big push here, Mark. Like, if you're not doing it, if you don't have a rod set up for throwing bigger stuff, like one ounce, ounce and a half, uh, I would be prepared because you're going to see a shift where that's going to be the stuff that you're going to you're going to see the fish chewing. Um, and it's it's natural. I mean, everything changes. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to see big. You saw missile just release that giant jig of theirs the ike mega jig or whatever i almost thought that was a joke at first no it's it's not a joke like (laughs) it's gonna i'll probably at some point in time pick one up um and i'm I'm gonna fish it 
like a swim jig. Uh, it's not, it isn't a swim jig, but I'm going to fish it like a swim jig. Yeah. Um, just because I can put a big, like eight inch swim bait on the back of it and, and fish it through some stuff. So yeah. be interesting for that one. Yeah. The monster jig, that was it. Um, there's, there's definitely applications where I think it'll work. I don't know that I, I wouldn't have the confidence fishing it like a bo bouncing, like a bottom bait. I'm sure there's folks that are, and they're probably going to dragging on a 10 foot rod. Yeah, but for me, I just don't, <laughs> I don't think, uh, have you guys fished Florida? If so, what lures work best down there? I'm working on something to make a trip down there with a friend. Just throw buzz bait. That's what Mike Johns is playing. <laughs> so, buzz bait, frog, punching, flipping. Yeah. So color. Uh, color. Yeah. So color, you know, like you got your typical like uh, black and blues and your your natural colors, your whites uh, work good for swim jigs and uh, bladed jigs. Bladed jigs are a staple down there. Texas rigs with, you know, whether or not you're punching or you're just flipping frogs, buzz baits, um, prop baits are very good down there. Uh, you know, like Bangalore's and stuff like that. Um, willow vibes are good down there. Sorry, Mike, but you put it on here anyways. Willow vibes are good down there, which is just like a miniature version of a bladed jig anyways. Um, different, different cadence and stuff, but uh, pretty much everything that you throw up here, you, you or wherever you're from, uh, you can get away with throwing it down there. So I fished uh, Toho last year, and I fished those this, lakes. All fish so different too. Like yeah, you said speed worm, speed worm, speed, speed worm. Yeah, I'm sorry, speed worm on the type of grass yep. you're fishing. You know, I forgot about the staple speed worm yeah, chatter bait, ripping yep. it through the grass. That's right. Lip, lipless crankbaits are really good down there. So. I mean, man, pretty much anything that you fish, like you can get away with wacky worms work down there. Hundred percent, David. Hit up Mike when you're gonna go down there. Mike, Mike's a big friend of the show, good dude, and he'll if he can fish with you, I know he will. If not, he can point you in the right direction depending on where you're gonna go. Jerk baits work there. Yeah. I yeah. mean Tyler Rivette won on Lake Okeechobee fishing the school of fish in the river on a jerk bait, you know. Yeah. So everything works down there, man. You just got to figure out what mood the fish are in. Yeah. I think, I think Florida's, it's just so wild how those lakes are so different, even lakes in the mm -hmm. same chain and everything, different types of grasses and stuff. So yep. definitely once you have it locked down where you're going, you know, pick, pick some local knowledge. Mike's got a lot of experience down there. Uh, Nick Kincaid, who is a friend of the show, has quite a bit of experience in Florida. There's a lot of folks. Shaw Grigsby has a lot of yeah. experience in Don't Florida. Don't be afraid to message them guys or, yep. or watch YouTube videos. Like Florida's Florida's its own beast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be down there. I've never fished Florida outside of walking some ditches and ponds. Uh, so I'm gonna get a chance to hook up with Mike in a in a few weeks. I got to go on a work trip down there, and I'm just gonna. It is actually a work trip. I know it is. work Monday through <laughs> Friday, but I'm going to make sure that I schedule my travel right. So uh, spend a couple of days with Mike and, and get the Florida experience. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's a great, great resources, Mike. Good good guy and not afraid to share. Like we said, he's all about yep. uh, growing the culture of anglers, helping anglers one, one cast at a time. Uh, yep. Pete and Mike, February 2024. Be ready for the YouTube videos. Uh, it's probably just going to be me laughing a lot and uh, boat flipping alligators in the mic's boat. That's right. <laughs> if you if you catch a three foot or less alligator on sixty five pound braid, do not be afraid to boat flip that thing. Just you can watch. boat flip a three footer. Oh yeah, you can boat okay. flip a three footer, especially if your braid is wrapped up around his face. The only thing with that is, as soon as you go to pull him up, he'll kind of do that like the death Woo! Yeah, he'll spin and stuff. But yeah. um. Man, that's such a great, great experience, David. I hope you, I hope you really uh, have a good time when you go down there. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. So that's uh, Bates. We talked about Ra the Raleigh show was awesome, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Richmond tomorrow. Gonna spend the day there, um, getting up bright and early to make that trek. <laughs> uh, hey, I put a tray on. You did put tray on a five pounder. It's the biggest fish you ever caught. In yeah, Florida, yeah, in Florida. Um, that's true. I know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to anybody we're going to see at Richmond. I know David Fuchs hit me up. He's going to be there. He's he's always talking on the show, asking questions. Uh, so anybody else is going to be there. Make sure you swing by. I'll be with one cast fishing all day on this one. Um, I'm probably will get out and mingle. So if you do see me, don't be afraid to say, hey, even if you see me talking, uh, make sure you hang yes. out. Like, don't don't think you're going to interrupt me as soon as like, you get a second. Uh, stick your head in there because I really I really man it just blows me away when people come up and shake your hand and and uh, like what you're doing so um make sure if you're in, in at the richmond show or angler's choice next weekend make sure you holler at us 
uh, let us know. Um, there was another question out there. Rodney, Rodney, you always have really good questions too, man. I appreciate your, your, um, engagement. participation and engagement. Yeah. Uh, he said, what's your opinion on the giant bass jigs? Uh, I think they're going to catch fish. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty situational personally. That's, this is me talking other fish, guys, fishuational. fishuational, other guys may go out there and smash them throwing it all day. Right. Uh, where I see it benefiting me the most is sw- fishing it like a big swim jig with a big, big uh, paddle tail on the back. Um, I can also see in team tournaments the benefits to that giant jig. Uh, so team tournaments, depending on where you're fishing, can be a completely different mentality. Uh, and a great way to fish a team tournament is your guy in the front of the boat. His goal is to catch five fish. Uh, and that guy in the back of the boat is going to throw those baits that typically get bigger bites, the the jigs, the frogs, uh, you know, glide swim baits. baits, glide baits, those types of things. Uh, he's looking for that kicker fish. Now, once you get five, you're both kind of doing the same thing. Uh, but w- when you're looking at when you're looking at a two, you know, a two man tournament, there's got to be a little bit of thought process there. Um, sure, you can both throw the same baits and you can catch five, 15 inch or 16 inch or whatever your limit is and put them in the box. Uh, but you may have missed that opportunity on some of those those areas to catch that bigger one if you're not going to fish behind yourself. So it's always good to to kind of plan that way. So for me, uh, that would be a if, if I'm a back of the boat guy or the guy looking for the big bite, like I think that'd be a really good bait. I don't know. John uh, put the picture up with that great big giant lobster looking soft plastic. I don't think <laughs> I'd go that big with a with a trailer, uh, but something to match. And and I mean, it's going to get bit right. Big bait eat big fish or big, big. fish eat big bait. <laughs> um big big yeah big, big bait big, big bait, bait could eat, eat big fish big i guess fish. Um, <laughs> but big baits catch big fish uh you know you're not going to get as many bites and i think people overthink too much fish don't know when they see something what it is they just see something and they go oh i can fit that in my mouth sometimes yeah. they don't even know if they can they still eat it but, yeah that's right and they eat it so you know yeah, it might look like a giant crayfish, right? Or whatever you set it up to look like. But at the same time to them, that's just, oh, yeah, I can get that. I can get that down my gullet and I won't have to eat for two days. So you I'm may eating. you may find it very uh, applicable to giant catfishing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I see it, it again. Like you said, it's fishuational. Knowing your body of water, what kind of bait fish, which we've been deceived about the bait fish here in North oh, yeah. Carolina, I'll drop, but I'll drop some North Carolina knowledge here in a minute. Yeah. But I mean, knowing where you're fishing, like I'm not going to throw it up on Lake Erie. I'm not going to throw it on the Lake St. Clair. I'm not going to throw it on, you know, a place that traditionally has like small bass, like the Sabine river. I'm just not going to throw it there. But if I'm fishing a giant ledge tournament or something like that, I probably fish it, you know, just to see if I can generate a bigger bite. And like yeah. I said, especially with those schooling fish, if there's giants sitting below, they might grab a giant meal. So just depends. Yeah. It's really, it's really one of them things. And and who knows? I mean, you see some of these elite guys go out there and throw it and smash a bag. Like everybody will be throwing one. Yep. I don't know if I will, but everybody will. Uh, Terry said, let tournament directors know wildlife change ramp. Yep. We were all over that. I know they had to move one of our club tournaments already. Um, that's Mike John's most approachable group I've ever met. I love Trey, but Pete and Ben are awesome. Also appreciate <laughs> that, buddy. So, uh, you said Terry, who, who said that about the ramp thing? Uh, Terry Baker. Yeah. yeah, Terry, uh, you're right. North Carolina changes law. If you're a tournament director or you're fishing tournaments, just know tournament tournament directors cannot get all of their permits, uh, one year in advance. They got to wait 90 days out. So that could move. That is moving things around for different tournament organizations. So. Appreciate that, Terry. Yep. Andrew, yeah. I'm sure they do eat big jigs. I'll let you know that there's only one bed fishing bait that anybody needs in the world, and that's a white debunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean that I didn't even think about the bed fishing applications. Like that would be uh, that would be one of those baits that uh that I'm the, gonna one, have like- the one thing I would be concerned about with throwing a jig that big is there's so much to grab onto without grabbing hook. Yeah. It'd be so easy to grab skirt or or anything and, and just flick it off. You know, they do it with a little three inch creature bait. Imagine what they could do with a 14 and a half inch jig. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, it's one of those baits. If you get one of them hard headed ones on a bed or you can't see a bed, like you're saying, Andrew, I'm big O around those bull whips. I haven't spent any time on Okeechobee. I don't know what the visibility and stuff is like, but it seems like a lot of those bed fish down there, they aren't actually sight fishing. Um, they're just, they're just 
catching them in where beds should be. So like on the devil horses, I know it was a real popular spawn bait down there. And then obviously flipping, pitching those, those reeves yeah. um, is another one. But so. you know what? If they eat giant 10 inch and 12 inch magnum worms of any capacity, they can eat that jig too. You know, Pete had probably about, oh, geez, a, I don't know. He's probably what, 12 inch long uh, white perch on this last year 10 12 inch yeah and and he brought that fish all the way up to the boat uh in a large mouth that was at least seven pounds or more came up and pinned that white perch uh completely perpendicular in his mouth and it got wedged in his mouth you would never thought that a, a large mouth could get his mouth around that but he did um and pete almost caught the large yeah it was the it was the coolest thing it i've pinned, ever seen in the the white perch not only so it came up and t-boned it so I, you've all seen a bass sometimes you let it go and its gills are above water and it kind of does that tail walk for a minute and then eventually it writes itself well it was like that but it had that white perch pinned in its mouth t-bone and it was pinned up against the side of my boat so like it happened and i'm like i have video i'll post the video i'm like oh and I don't know what to do. And I look at my net and I'm like, no time. I'm just going to grab the fish. So I dropped the rod and I reached down to grab it. And right when I touch its lip, it got itself right and, and was down and away. And I don't know if it got the white perch. I can't remember if it spit it up or if it got to hold on to it. But yeah, it was that was the first time. You know, I've seen that happen to people on videos and stuff. That's the first time I've ever had a bass eat something that I had hooked. And they eat um, big turtles. And then I and threw a, a big glide bait the rest of the day and didn't get bit at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this missile jig, big jig is awesome. Whoever hit me up and I'll tell you the right trailer. Okay. Well, somebody's got the secret on the trailer. Mike the juice. Jones, he's going to give us the juice. It's probably a 2.3 inch Kytec. That's exactly <laughs> <laughs> just barely nose hooks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the big bait trend, you're going to, I think you're going to see a lot more. Somebody mentioned earlier, we talk about the big spinner baits, those big ledge spinner baits, a uh, big hard thumping, you know, one ounce, ounce and a half, maybe even up two ounce. Uh, spinner baits that a lot of guys used to fish on ledges. Um, you're going to start seeing that stuff come come back, and and forward facing sonar is going to drive some of that, uh, just because those bigger baits are easier to see uh, and easier to to kind of target those bigger fish. So it'll be interesting to see uh, where that part of of the fishing world goes as far as big baits are concerned. Uh, what else do we? Was cool? there anything else really cool with the? I don't know. We you know the. Uh, you know, we, we got to talk to Kevin Van Dam a little bit at the show, and that was pretty cool. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, like, they ain't joking. when the, Like, when he says, like, I'm not retired, like, they're not retired. So I got to give a lot of credit to the anglers that are up there, like, you know, working these shows, and they know that they got practice and stuff coming up. Kevin Van Dam doesn't, but it's really cool to see him, uh, you know, kind of break down some things in the lure tank and stuff like that. So, Again, we're just promoting these shows, but if you get up there, man, you you see some tricks and stuff like that that these guys have, and you're like, wow, I didn't even think about that. So it was pretty cool to interact with him and Brian Thrift. Uh, Brian Thrift was demonstrating, obviously, some Demiki stuff, and there's some stuff that he he showed me that I was like, wow, I never thought about that before. So a uh, great way, if, if you pay for it, I mean, I think it's like, what, 12 bucks to get in or 20 bucks to get in or whatever. Yeah, whatever. You're basically paying for an education that day. Yeah, check uh, those seminars. So those, sure. those seminars are pretty cool, man. And you get to pick the brains of all the people that have developed different baits and different things, and and uh, you know, get an education on why, well, you know, why they may have designed one thing this way or one thing that way, or didn't, you know, didn't do this or didn't do that with their bait. Um, so it's just a, a really good opportunity to learn uh, a bunch, and and you're around like-minded people, and and for the most part, people are willing to to talk. So break down that North Carolina knowledge that we learned from uh, Corey and, and the yeah. guys at Two Bald Biologists. Yeah, so this stems from um, Trey and I were on Harris. I think Ben was with us that He day. was, yeah. And I had never seen a big gizzard shad on Harris, and Trey had never seen one. Trey spends more time than anybody I know on that lake because it's right by his house. Um, so we found this big gizzard and, and uh, tried to net it. I think it was dead. Whatever. Yeah, it was I think we ended up throwing it up on the bank, but – we were all like, man, I didn't think there were gizzard shad in here because you don't see them. Like on Jordan, you see them jump. They'll be getting chased. You'll see those big gizzard shad. Sometimes you'll find pockets of them. Um, so I went up to Corey because it just, for whatever reason, popped into our head. We were telling the story about the white perch to somebody, and I was like, oh, the gizzard shad. Yep. So I ran over to Corey's booth, um, and I said, hey, man. I said, are there big gizzard shad? Hey. Hey, we're hey back. we had a minute. Y'all good? Yeah, where's the dog? That's a great question. Um 
hopefully we are back and working. We had a little internet hiccup there uh, and it booted us off the, off the stream for a second. So we're back now. It looks like most of you are still here. Um, so where, where I was at was, uh, so I went up to Corey. I said, Hey man, are there big, um, are there big gizzard shad on Sharon Harris? And he goes, pretty much all the shad are, are gizzards and Sharon Harris and Jordan and every lake in North Carolina. And we were like, what? Because much like everybody else, we were under the assumption that those little shad we see in the fall are thread fins. And that, and that's what you have. Nope. Those little fish that we see in the fall are almost all gizzards uh, and a gizzard shad and a thread fin at that, you know, on infant stage, I'm sure there's a biological term for it. <laughs> baby um, stage. At the baby stage, when they're little, those little three, four inch shad that we see that are silver with a black dot are all gizzard shad. And if you hold them in your hands and you look at them, the only way you can tell the difference is the gizzard shad will have a gold ring around its eye and the thread fins have silver. And he said, look at the ones you snag when you're fishing. Uh, if you know people with cast nets look and he said 95% of them are going to be gizzard shad. So yeah. that was an education for us. Cause I had no idea uh, that we had that many gizzards. I, I really thought that we had mostly thread fins, uh, the tray stage, a <laughs> little bit strong. <laughs> that to be Mike. Yeah. Um, what's up, Stephanie? Yeah. So <laughs> that just goes to show you like a lot of these, you know, these bait fish, they don't grow to their full potential because they get hammered you know, by the largemouth and stuff like that. So um, it was really interesting to hear Corey talk about that when we totally thought there wasn't a single gizzard shed that lived in that lake. So if you're in the North Carolina area from the biologists themselves, they said 80% of your shad are gizzard shad. Uh, don't be confused by the size of them. And if you're curious, take them out of the water when you, when you snag them, net them, whatever the case may be, check their eyes. Gold, yep. gold gizzard gold gizzard gold gizzard silver thread fin and we're getting we talked to Corey. he's gonna be coming back on and we're gonna talk more more of that kind of stuff when he comes on this next time we got into a lot of the politics and things going on around north carolina when he was on last time uh this time we want to talk more fish fish behavior uh bait like big big thing you know the you know what they eat but i know after i learned that i'm gonna have a lot more confidence around a big uh gizzard colored glide now and uh, not so much. I, I was really looking at the more, um, you know, silvery, the more, um, yep, green gizzard on Jordan. Yep, yep. Um, and not, like I said, I've seen the big ones on Jordan. I've seen them getting chased by bait fish. Trey and I saw one getting chased by bait fish this year, and he he chucked a little square bill in there and hooked the fish that was chasing it, and then yeah. promptly lost it. It was a big one. It was a big, big It fish. was a big one. <laughs> um, it was either a big bass or a big catfish. Yeah, but it was a big fish, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, you'll see, I've seen them on Jordan, but I'd never seen them on Harris. Trey had never seen them on Harris. We, we never really see those big schools of big gizzards like you see in other lakes on forward facing or anything. Um, so it was, it was definitely an educational thing for me. Uh, and I, I want to share, you know, make sure we share that to, to everybody. So don't be afraid to throw gizzard bait, maybe do some, uh, do some research on when those color changes start to, to shift a little bit. Uh, I know I'm going to, it's going to change probably a little bit of my color selection. It's going to broaden uh, because I was pretty, I was pretty thread fin dependent because I felt like that was the majority of what they ate. And um, last year I branched out into more bluegill stuff and had, had a lot of success throwing more bluegill patterns. Uh, so now I'm going to mess with some more uh, gizzardy type patterns, a little bit darker and, yeah. and things like that. So for me, it just expands what, what I'll, I'll be comfortable throwing. That's one of the things that, uh, you know, if, if you don't think about it, you're going to overlook it, but always inspect the bass, always inspect what comes out of their mouth. Um, always, you know, look at their fins, uh, you know, look at how much UV penetration they've had. If they got really, um, you know, uh, you can see defined lateral lines or if they're real pale, it's going to, it's going to tell you a story, but the bait fish tell you a story too. And yes, they do. now I'm going to start paying a heck of a lot more attention uh, to the bait fish, their colors, their eyes and stuff like that. So, um, and that's what it's all about, like continuing to educate ourselves. And yet you're absolutely right. Match the hatch, like, uh, whatever's in, whatever the forge is in that, in that lake, you know, you can't go wrong with matching it. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like bass eat the most bizarre baits in the world. I mean, they eat things that aren't even baits, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that, that was really interesting. We want to get him back on. We want you guys to, uh, you know, next time we do this, we're going to put another post up on the community page. If you're a part of that, 
head on over and, and check, uh, you know, see what, um, we're going to drop a poll and ask questions and stuff like that for you or for you guys to ask questions. But if you're not part of the community page, head on over to the one cast community page on Facebook and request to join. You got to answer a few questions and listen, that's our way of eliminating like bots and yeah. fake accounts and stuff like that. We're going to deny anybody that uh, request to join if they don't answer any of the questions. And that's just a way to kind of keep quality control on the page. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, make sure you guys head on over to the podcast, whether or not that's on Spotify, Apple tunes, whatever platform, leave a review and stuff. And we want to hear you guys' thoughts, you know, and if you have good ideas about what you want to talk about, who, you, you know, somebody you want us to bring on, we can't bring everybody on. So we don't know everybody, but if you know, people in the professional fishing world or in the industry or not professionals that specialize in something that is really interesting, uh, whether or not they're, they make baits or they make devices, technology, whatever the case may be not running on profit. I yeah. Mean, running nonprofit. It does not matter. It doesn't, you know? it doesn't even have to be fishing. Like that's right. The outdoor primarily fishing, but if you know, somebody has a really cool deal going on in the outdoor space, like send them our way, we'd be more than happy to talk to, Yep. Talk to somebody. I know, I, I don't know if Paul's still watching, but I know him and Alex over at Bass and Brews are looking for a Bigfoot expert right now. So I can't wait to see that episode. Yeah, that was <laughs> really. Yeah, they're looking for, for somebody that's got a bunch of. It just reminded me of that video we watched yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't talk. Yeah. We're PC here. Yeah. But part. yeah, it's, it you know, and, and that again, you know, at the shows, that gives us an opportunity to scout for different people that we want to talk yeah. to as well. So, um, it's, uh, it gets a little exciting and, and, and there was one thing and I don't want to leak it right now, but there was one thing that I, that we saw pretty interesting. And, uh, so we're going to reach out to them and see if we can get them on the show for you guys and for ourselves too. That, I don't remember what he's talking about. Uh, we talked to him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that works out. That'll be a cool one. Um, but yeah, more to come on that. Hopefully, uh, if you're watching, hopefully you like what you see and what we're doing here. And we, we still have that invite out there. So that's right. Um, and then I think we're working on uh, Brian Thrift. So if you're North Carolina guys, he sounded uh, pretty much confirmed to come on. Uh, and we got some other industry folks uh, looking to come on. But yeah, if you and if you're a local North Carolina person that has a bunch of experience, guy, gal, whatever, uh, you know, locally, and you want to you want to share some of that knowledge and try to help people uh, catch more fish, hit us up. You know, we're gonna we're gonna screen you a little bit. We're not just gonna invite anybody on. Uh, because that's how you end up with uh, either unusable stuff or, you know, things that don't go great. Um, but yeah, let us know if you if you if you'd be interested or know somebody who might. Hal was great. Yeah, Hal 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 Abshire. If you haven't listened to that episode, and he's getting a lot of attention on that show. Uh, he's the reason we're going to Martinsville, Virginia, and uh, gonna spend the day at Angler's Choice Marine and and talk to a lot of those folks. So, um, you know. It's all about developing relationships and those good networks and stuff, and then continuing to educate everybody. That's right. So we're at our mark. We're going to be wrapping up here. Um, if you have questions, now's the time to ask them. Yeah, fire your questions right fire now. Fire them out now. Trey, uh, what do you got, Trey? Anything else? You want Man, I'm just ready to get back out on the water. Um, I want to reemphasize again, if you're in the market and you guys are looking to buy a piece of land or buy a nice home in the countryside or whatever the case may be. I know Pete's going to be looking at it. I know we're going to be uh, drumming up some ideas here in the future, in the next couple of years. Um, you know, give our good buddy, Eric Schwind, a, a holler at eschwind at mossyoakproperties.com. Hit him up. He's going to help you guys find that little piece of paradise. Yep. Make sure you get you get stocked up on your gear from Carolina Waters, carolinawatersnc.com. Use the code the one cast at checkout. Save 20% off your order. Uh, and then onecastfishing.com, the same code. Uh, Tony said, how's the weather there? The weather sucks. It's cold. Uh, but we're going to see 70 degrees next week Yeah, uh, for quite a few days. The problem with that is it's supposed it's to in rain the, every single day. Well, in the 70 and degree weather, the middle of the week when we all have to work. And so it's supposed to rain every day. I'm going to try to get Pete's dog because I'm, I'm dog sitting. Uh, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I'm dog sitting this weekend uh, while Pete's up in Richmond. I'm going to try to get Doc on the boat and go do some graphing. Uh, not even put a rod. Well, I'll probably put a rod on the front deck uh, and just go dial in electronics, make sure everything's working good. Um, I just ordered my maintenance kit. So this is a great time uh, to do your engine servicing and stuff like that before, you know, the season kicks off, whether or not you're fishing tournaments or just recreationally. Don't overlook that stuff. Uh, that is very critical. 
um, especially fuel filters. Uh, I always replace my fuel filters every six months and lower unit oil and oil and all that stuff. And then plugs of, you know, uh, here and there. Um, so now is a great time to knock out maintenance on your boat and your trailer. Uh, knocked out some maintenance on my trailer, replaced some, uh, some pieces that came from the factory that aren't the most quality. Um, using PVC board this time, so it's never going to rot. Uh, so if you're interested in that kind of thing, if you run a uh, if you run a tracker boat, the uh, the 195, uh, I put a video up on the uh, the tracker marine page on Facebook, um, and I think it'll work for pretty much any boat mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't have fiberglass or anything on the wheel wells of the trailer. And if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff, shoot me a DM. You can go to my personal Facebook page, or you can go through the community page. And I'll walk you through the process of exactly what I used at very low cost with uh, a lot more durability than any sort of marine marine wood you can use. Absolutely. Yep. Boat maintenance. I'll do mine about three days after I should have done it <laughs> uh, because I always get everything and then I put it off. Um, Pete, how do you like the hard bait? Oh, the ones you sent? Yeah, we actually have them here uh, in the studio. Trey and I are, are looking forward to throwing them. They're right there beside you. Um, those are the ones that Tony sent down from Tony's, uh, soft plastic baits. Um, he sent some custom painted crank baits some really cool, uh, looking stuff. I'm looking forward to throwing them. They look really good, man. So, uh, let your buddy know we're going to, we're going to go put them through the ringer a little bit, do some, toss them around and, uh, probably place an order because I'm not, I'm not bound to one company when it comes to crank baits because they all have so much to offer. Is that the one? Yeah, I really like that one. That one's going to get chomped. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward, Tony. Again, thanks for sending those over, man. Um, really looking forward to throwing that uh, here coming up. Square bill season's coming back in early spring. They start to move up a little bit. I like to chuck her around a little bit. Um, but, yeah, so Trey's going to do all our scouting uh, this weekend for our tournament season coming up because I'm a bum. Um, <laughs> no, he's going to go check out one of the lakes and try to mark some brush piles and stuff. Uh, Jonathan, I saw up top, you said you were going to hit us up before the BFL on Kerr. Uh, uh, definitely holler. Neither one of us are great on that lake, but we can look at conditions and give you an idea kind of what's going on. My worst tournament ever was on that lake in 2023. Is the first time I've ever zeroed. And it had to happen. It had to happen. I needed that uh, to make me reevaluate my thought process on that lake specifically. Uh, cause it, it like monkey punched me right in the face, dude. So, but that being said, there's a lot of local knowledge on that lake and we do have some knowledge on that lake. So give us a shout. Yeah. That, that can be a tough one, especially as a co-angler, because if it's, if the stuff's offshore, dude, take a drop shot with FFS you, the take a drop bleep shot out of that bad boy. But yeah, but you, the best I can tell you now is you're preparing months out is be ready to have a little bit of everything with you so you can you can kind of do what you got to do. Um, but, yeah, so we're boat maintenance, uh, scouting. I'll get out on the water and, and do some fishing here real soon. And uh, if my schedule works out, let's work. I'm He's fishing five. five. Of, Heck, yeah. yeah. All five BFLs. Good deal, man. I hope, I hope that does work out for you. I know um, th- as far as learning uh, and fishing bigger tournaments, I think the BFL is, That's right. is the best uh, – the best route to do that. They have a, a really good program there. Um, not the best payouts as a boater uh, or a co-angler, but uh, it's it's more affordable buy-in and and uh, it's just a great. Boy, you're paying for an education on that. You really one too. are, yeah. Especially as a co-angler. I mean, you're you're paying to to hopefully get paired with somebody that's got their stuff together and can teach you a bunch. Come to Norm. Where's Normandy Lake, Tony? I know where the Battle of Normandy yeah, was at. I, I, I don't, don't know where Normandy Lake. I think I get my boat there. Tim's Ford. We'll have to check that out. Who who said that? Tony. Tony. Tony we'll check yeah. it out, man. We'll check it out. I think he's. So, uh, if I remember right, you're in Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. So okay, we'll yeah. take a look, man, because we're looking to do. Uh, we're looking to take a little tour here in the next yep. couple of years. And, That's right. Especially so, when Trey gets retired and and takes a little bit of time off, I'm probably going to take a little time off, and we're probably going to make a round and go do a little fishing in, in a yeah. few places. Um, so we'll definitely take a look at that. Sounds like it could be fun absolutely what's up jeff we're just wrapping up here uh so i appreciate everybody's support again uh if you're going to be at richmond tomorrow make sure you stop by and say hello 
Um, if you stop by and tell me how much you love me and that you heard me say that on this episode tonight, maybe, uh, I can get you some merch, uh, wink, wink. Uh, so yeah, make sure you stop by and say what's up. Looking forward to seeing anybody that's there. Uh, Harris chain, Mike John said, Mike, that's probably on the list. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to be up super early making my way up to Richmond for that show. Trey is going to take my dog and go Mark rush piles. Uh, on a lake that we have a tournament on coming this year and uh i'm gonna go get some sleep so yeah we appreciate y'all support uh like comment follow all of that good stuff make sure you check out those companies have been scrolling across the bottom uh good good gear good tackle uh and a great realtor uh, that can help you find what you're looking for um really appreciate everybody's uh support appreciate all the kind words uh, if there's stuff that we're not doing well, don't be afraid to tell us that too. We can take constructive criticism. Uh, and the only way we're going to get better if there's things that aren't great is if somebody points it out to us uh, because we don't know what we don't know. So if if you have uh, things that you'd like to see us do a little bit different, hit us up. I know Nick Kincaid gave us some some feedback at the show, and and so we changed a couple things uh, with release times and stuff to try to make it better for everybody. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, looking forward to it. So, uh, again, review comment like all of that good stuff uh reviews are important they help us continue to do this uh continue to make things bigger and there's also going to be something coming that is important with reviews so if you haven't left one i would leave one uh or be prepared to leave one That's because right. you have the opportunity like trey said to, to win some cool stuff um appreciate y'all being here appreciate the support again uh appreciate y'all helping us continue to grow a culture of anglers helping anglers one cast at a time that's a good one that's a good one. oh god it's a toad son it's a toad dude let's go i wake up to a little bit of drool on my pillow feel like it's gonna be a bad day